coming to you from the pit in Royal Grande, California. Your hosts, John Hackleman and Dr. James Casper. It's time for Pitmaster and the Doc. Hey guys, Pitmaster. I'm here with the Doc. John, good to see you. That's why we are called Pitmaster and the Doc. We are one of the best new-ish. We're a year old and we have 50. This is our 50th episode. It's a big deal. We are we are a big deal, and that is a big deal. <laughs> yeah. But we're getting better and better, let me tell you. We're going to talk about... I sound so conceited when I say that. Oh, well. Yeah. We're, we're, we're going to talk about UFC 229, and we don't have to talk about anything else, because this card, all we have to talk about is the main card, and it, we, could, we could be talking for hours, because this was a huge, huge fight. And it turned out to be a huge controversy, and we're gonna we're gonna jump right in right now. Boom! We're gonna go right to the main event. Um, um, Conor McGregor, Khabib Nurmagomedov, and I know I said that right. <laughs> Khabib. Khabib. It was like watching a freaking bear maul someone, just like when he fought uh, uh, Barbosa. Watching him get people to the ground and just fucking maul them. He is exactly like the bear in the Revenant movie. It was, it's just he mauls people. And if there was, if it wasn't rules and there wasn't a referee and you weren't tapping and shit, you would die if you fought him. He, he's that brutal. And um, boom. It was, it, was a, it was a great fight. Um... One-sided. Um, so I think it answered the question, though. Everyone had this question of who is going to win, and it got overshadowed by the nonsense afterwards. But the fight was the fight. Um, and the way that Khabib like, tied up his legs, he totally yeah. took his legs out of the game. He couldn't get up. Um, he just wrapped him up. I, I did notice that Connor didn't seem to take a lot of damage in the beginning from the bottom, he was holding his glove or whatever he was doing. He was managing to stay away from a lot of punches, but he couldn't get up. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, the difference, the reason jiu-jitsu guys and ground guys don't want rounds, they just want the fight to go without rounds, is because with a striker, it's one split second. He hits you in the chin, you get unconscious. The grappler needs to either ground and pound you until you st- until you tap which is hard to do because because of the positioning or choke you unconscious and it takes much longer to do that than one punch so he got him on the ground he's, he's just wa- wearing him out he ties up his legs to take away his leverage and 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 take his hips out of the equation and he just does little, just little things that are just adding up. It's like, it's just like saving. Like when your parents say, just save a little bit, put more money in the bank and you're going to get, have a lot at the end. And that's what these things are. It's like just little, little things that don't look like anything, but they're just taking, taking little bits 
of uh, McGregor's soul every time. He's a little bit of his soul is going away every time. It's like watching boxing with a body shot guy that like loves to go to the body. It it's so boring to watch, but you got to realize every time he's hitting you to the body or hitting the guy to the body, he's taking a little bit of his soul away. And by by the late rounds, uh, it's really hard to fight without a soul. So he, he did make it into the fourth round. Yeah. Which was farther. I didn't think it would go that far if Connor didn't tag him. Actually, Khabib landed a pretty good shot on him as well, probably more than one, but knocked him down. He dropped him with the right hand. Yeah. So it was, uh, I don't know. The fight definitely turned out, I think, like most people thought it was going to turn out, at least yeah. the fight portion. The fact that afterwards McGregor already wants a rematch seems weird to me. Of course he wants a rematch, but should he get a rematch? Ah, no way. No, no way. It wasn't he should get another close. chance at the belt no. with that performance. No. Uh, there's plenty of other people I'd love to see. Obviously, Tony Ferguson, Ferguson or somebody to have a chance at the belt would be such an amazing next fight to see. Yeah. I don't know what the, how the fans would feel about seeing them repeat this right away. I think, I think that... Connor is, is is really good. He's really good. His skill is here. But his selling ability and his mouth is, is even more than his skill. That's hard to believe because he's such a good fighter. But his skill at selling his fights is even, is even better than his skill in fighting. Because everybody knew if he didn't land a quick left hand, everybody knew after the second round this fight would be done. I mean, he's very predictable. Everybody knew how the fight with... Uh, with um, Mayweather was going to go. I mean, he's very predictable. He comes out with that solid left hand, and if it lands early like it did against uh, uh, Jose Aldo and, and, uh, and you know, uh, Alvarez, um, he's going to knock you out. But if he doesn't, he starts fading really quickly. He, he fades. And everybody knew if Khabib could, could stay away from that left hand for the first round and a half, maybe two, he does smooth sailing. And so the fight, that's why he was the favorite fighter. I mean, so I don't think he deserves a, 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 a rematch right away. He needs to prove himself. He, he needs to beat a couple top contenders between now and him trying to get a rematch. I agree. There would be some great matchups for him, maybe stylistically better for him. In the top few guys in his division, yeah, that would be much more entertaining fights to watch. Because for me, the Ferguson fight was a much more entertaining fight than the uh, than the McGregor fight. There was so much hype and build up, but it was a lot of uh, you know, if Connor didn't land anything, he got taken down, and it was just on the ground. So yeah, that that was a much better fight. But when two bangers or two sluggers or two strikers are are fighting, it just looks a lot better. It's just more exciting to watch and. Khabib, who was who very effective with the strikes he did throw, they were to set up the takedowns. And they worked very well. And uh, so it didn't make for a terribly exciting fight because he didn't really maul him on the ground um, as dynamically as he did against Barbosa. Um, McGregor was much more defensive, so... He was like when two when one guy is really defensive, it's hard to make a fight of it. So when it hit the ground, Connor was very very defensive, so it was hard for Khabib to be offensive. But then once he was, uh, it was ugly and it got really ugly really quick, and it was a mauling. 
That cra- so that was not a choke at the end. It was like a neck crank. I yeah. think they say it's a rear naked choke, but he had it around his jaw basically. Yeah, it's a neck crank, and and it hurt. And and there's also there's, I mean, it just hurts, and it's scarier because when you get choked, you don't really feel it. I mean, you feel that there's a choke on, but it doesn't hurt. And then you start, you know, feeling dazed, and then they tap because they don't want to go go to sleep. But with a neck crank, it's very scary. Because not only does it hurt a lot, but you also are thinking, my fucking neck's going to break right now. And I've seen it where, I've seen a lot of people hurt their neck. I've never seen a broken neck. But I've also seen people break their jaw from that same crank. So, it's smart to tap. (laughs) But, I don't know. It'd be like, he's selling the fight and that's great. and, and, And he's making a shit ton of money. And I and, and I appreciate that, but then there's side a side of me that says if you're gonna talk that much fucking shit, back it up. Don't tap. Fight until you either go to sleep or the ref stops it. If you're gonna talk that much shit, right? Fucking back it up and don't tap, right? Because you're talking a sh- I mean, he talks more shit than anyone since Muhammad Ali. And Muhammad Ali never tapped. He got knocked out once or twice, but he never tapped. So, yeah. For me, the story of this fight is the cultural difference. Because uh. for Connor, I don't think it's personal. Maybe it is partly, but it's, it's a show. Because we've seen this, and we've talked about this on the show. He talks all that trash, to and then he hugs his opponent, and he respects him as a martial artist at the end. Whereas this ended... And Con- and Khabib spit on him. Yeah. After he ch- made him tap, yeah. he stood up. He wouldn't get off. First, Herb Dean had to separate them. And then he spit on Connor. And for me, when you talk about Bushido... Was it he- Herb Dean or Dag- Dan Megliota? It was Herb Dean. It was? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it was wow. Herb Dean. So, anyway, when the ref separates them, yeah. when, the, when Khabib spits on Connor, that is not... For me, I was real. That's that was almost that was more disappointing than him jumping out of the ring for me to spit on your opponent after that. I thought was terrible. So I, I that guy for me. I think if he jumped out of the ring, I wouldn't have cared. But to spit on Connor before he jumped out of the ring, he was so angry. It was all personal. Yeah. And I think if you watch that fight, we're, John and I were watching the fight. I'm like, why is he looking at his corner? He kept like stopping and looking at the corner or whatever. Apparently, he was looking at the guy that was trash talking him that he ended up jumping out of the ring. So he was stopping fighting and looking at Connor's teammate who was trash talking him during the fight. Yeah. So so he jumped over the cage and fought him. Like, well, I don't think that was a big deal. I no, was, but I, that for me, the spitting, I, the I didn't spitting even on that. him. Go back and watch it. It's really disgusting. So he disgusting. spits on Connor as as he's trying to separate after he's won. That's so, for me, I thought that was terrible display that's, that's of sportsmanship. Terrible. That is. Oh, and yeah. he, he, he could have taken the high road so easily against Connor. With the bus, with the break the bus and all this stuff. He could have taken the high road and he just let his emotions get... Connor, it worked. He, what he Connor's lost. game, which is, I think, a game, even the dolly and all this shit, I think is a game, worked against Kavi, but it wasn't enough to beat him. At all. No. It wasn't enough to beat I, him, so... I agree to a point, and, and I think Connor did get in his head and did, did, but I think the game stopped when he could have seriously hurt a bunch Connor's of people. Connor's still in his head. 
<laughs> I yeah. think the fight's over. He won, he won. And I think Connor, and he won, and he's still in his head. That's how good of a trash talker Connor is. Connor is that good of a trash talker, but he's in his head, but not in a, not in a I lost way. He's in his head where he just wants to fucking kill him. And if referee didn't stop it, I think he would have cracked his neck. And so he, he he's fighting still because he hates Connor. Talked about his religion, talked about his dad, talked about his family. So it's he's still in his head, and that's too bad. And the spitting, there's no excuse for that. Jumping over the cage and fighting some other guy, I don't think there's anything really wrong with that. He didn't start the riot. Connor did, but what an iconic! I think Joe Rogan posted this picture and just wrote iconic of of uh, Khabib jumping into this, just into the crowd. Uh, this is amazing, just Bless. ridiculous. So I, I also didn't have as much of a problem with that. Although I think that's going to get him in big trouble and get him fined. But here's what the UFC does: the UFC talks. Dana White comes back and says, "Oh, this is terrible." And then I think in reality, he probably thinks this is great. This is, uh, you know, I can promote this. I can use this footage of this uh, for our next fight, yeah. which to me is disgusting. So I don't think that, I think the UFC gets what they wanted. And well, I he think used that's the what bus. they wanted. He used the bus going in. Which was disgusting, he too. He used the bus going in. And I saw footage of the fight where Connor actually jumped out of the cage and went after Jose Aldo. And then there was the other fight. But did he attack him, though? Or he just yeah. got out and got in his face? No, he went out to attack him, and they grabbed him. So he, you, I okay. mean, if you if you attack like that, Jose Aldo had every right to hit him. If you see someone that close to your face, I would have hit him. I mean, he went, went out in an aggressive manner. And then there was a fight where he jumped into the cage in Bellator to attack the referee, I believe. So, I mean... Connor has a, a history of jumping out of a cage and attacking people and jumping into a cage and attacking people. So there's no room to talk. And if there's going to be a suspension or a fine, it has to be levied on, on, on Connor as well, or else that's just bullshit because he makes more money for the, for the company, so they let him slide. They let him slide on a fucking uh, uh, a dolly going through a window. Most I, I don't. I think what will happen is the UFC won't take a disciplinary role, just like they didn't with Connor and the bus. I don't think they take a disciplinary role. I think they, they, yeah. they wash their hands and say, oh, it's up to the commission. We're just the promoter, which I think is bullshit. I think it's their promotion. It's their fighters. If it was some guy that wasn't making them any money and they did that. Then why are they doing the drug testing? No, but if it was yeah. a guy that wasn't making them all the money, they'd kick him out. Yeah. I think without, they would. Without a, without a doubt. So if they do leave it to the commission and then the commission uh, finds Khabib, but they, didn't, they don't find... Uh, then that's up to the commission. Right. But then you, could, you can tell that they've got... I think Some they should. I think honestly, they should find the UFC for promoting the fight the way they did, and uh, and they, I think they had a big part in causing this. Right. Yeah. Uh, personally, they so I think that, the commission should find the UFC. Up, that they showed that bus scene as much as any fight scene. Right, and I think if there's another fight and these guys have a rematch, they're going to show this nonsense yeah. as part of the promotion. So you get what you ask for. And I think if you're going to find anyone, I think you find the UFC for promoting all this stuff to begin with. So. All right. And that's, uh, then they will. But they probably won't. No, they won't. Yeah. <laughs> but that's what I would do. I think yeah. they should find a promotion. Because it, it, it makes a mockery of the sport. And it also it makes the sport look really bad. 
You, you take a, a fighting sport where these guys are athletes and they have respect for each other and it turns into this. This is this goes on. The UFC promotes it when Brock Lesnar comes in the cage and pushes DC and when Colby Covington gets all this airtime for saying horrible things um, and when John Jones runs over people and he gets back in the UFC. It's terrible. Uh, it's, ter- uh, it's turning into taking, taking martial arts out of this name. They need to take martial arts and just call it cage fighting because it's not a martial art anymore. It's like... Yeah, with the John Jones shit and the, and then the Brock Lesnar shit and the Kobe Covington, just yelling at everyone, calling him terrible names, and this and then fucking the Diaz. I mean, they need to just start calling it cage fighting because there's no martial art involved anymore into this fucking. It's a travesty. It's a travesty, and it's a shame for people that like us that are running martial arts schools, and we love to push the UFC on on our students, saying, "See, that's." That's martial arts in action. That's what really, you know, you can see that our techniques are working and this and that. And then they're watching the fights and they're seeing fucking criminal acts being, being promoted, promoted and, and, and they're, they're being promoted and they're being rewarded by the, by the biggest organization out there. It's, it's, it's a travesty and, and it's, 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 it's proven that the, the, the integrity has left the building. Integrity has left the building. Well, I think, and it starts and stops, though, with the fighters themselves and how they carry themselves. Yeah. And there's the majority of the people, even in the UFC promotion, aren't like that. Yeah. But you see it going that way when people want to make a bigger name for themselves or they want they the publicity yeah. so that people follow them on Instagram or they get more money for their fights or whatever it is. They become more outrageous. And we talked about this a month ago. What is, what's, how you up it now? Like, what's the next thing? You got to stab somebody or whatever happens next. Like, where does it go from here? Yeah, it's, 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 it's ugly. And then, and then it's ugly that the UFC has just lost all their integrity and they reward people and, and promote this. And then you got a guy like fucking Derek, the black beast. beast. And he gained so much popularity. He gained over 550,000 uh, Instagram followers in one night just because he's so funny and he just he has perfect timing in his jokes um, and, he's, and he fucking hits so hard. He has knockout power any phase of the fight. Most people are really good at knocking people out like uh, Connor is in the beginning of his fights. But then if you get past the first round with him, you're safe. But with the Black Beast, you could survive and beat the shit out of him for, for two, two and a half rounds, and he can still knock you out. All he has to do is find your face once, and he's going to knock you out. And, and then he says funny shit like, you know, he took off his pants after the fight in the, in the cage. He took off his pants. He had his underwear on. And everybody was like, what the hell is he doing? And when Joe Rogan said, why did you just take off your pants? He goes, because my balls were, was, was hot. And it was so funny. And, and it just, I mean, he's comical. He's goofy. He hits like a fucking mule. And he is the kind of, you know, salesman we want for the UFC. Kind of goofy, but... At least he's not freaking jumping over the cage, acting stupid, throwing fucking dollies through windows, ramming into pregnant ladies. No, he's being funny. 
yet knocking people out. And he's we need also, more. He's humble. He's humble. He says, who do you want to fight next? He says, I don't deserve a title fight. Yeah, That's he what he says. He said, yeah. He said, oh, he's honest. Yeah, he said, I don't, have, I don't have any gas, man. I don't deserve it. He doesn't talk a ton of trash and then yeah. tap. We need him. <laughs> so, we need we Derek, need more Derek Lewis's, less Conor McGregor's. That fight, though, that those two put on. So let's talk about that fight. So that was Derek Lewis and Alexander Volkov. Um, and Volkov's a big dude. He's like, what is he, 6'7"? Six, 6'7". Seven? Six, seven. Yeah, tall guy. Yeah. Um, so that fight, um, if it went to the scorecard, would not have gone Derek Lewis's no, way. he was losing the whole fight. Yeah, he's 6'7", uh, 250. He's a big... He's big. Volkov's he's a big guy. A big guy. Yeah. Um, so that fight, but you could see Derek setting it up and throwing that right several, like the whole fight. That was his, he, he like saved up his energy. And they and did a weird like sideways, like a crab takedown. That didn't work. Didn't work. Twice. Yeah. <laughs> but so then he ended that fight and uh, uh, you right. can see if you follow uh, Black Beast on Instagram, he put a little video of the finish, a finish of that fight, which is all you really need to see uh, on his Instagram. But that was, uh, so that was an entertaining fight it with was. two respectful competitors that was the whole card was pretty good you get that you get that then you got you got you got anthony Perez against uh um uh Ferg, tony ferguson nothing but martial arts and respect but then everybody wants to go with the lowest hanging fruit call your opponent names do stupid shit like conor mcgregor and fucking uh and uh you know people like that do kobe covington and that's what's bringing the sport down and if the ufc they could still make so much money with Chuck Liddell's and, and Randy Couture's and the Black Beasts and, and all, George St. Pierre's. They don't need people fucking acting like complete criminal douchebags. It's bringing the sport down. It's turning it into cage fighting. WWE combined with cage fighting is all the UFC is becoming now. They need to, to, they need to, Dana just needs to say, we need to get our, our integrity back. That's all he has to do. No, he sidestepped. He really got grilled in the post-fight press conference from the um, from the press. Dana White did. Like, what was your hand in promoting this, using that footage of the bus saying? attack? And he goes, oh, people, this has nothing to do with that. People have uh, been saying bad things to each other for 18 years in the UFC, and it's going to continue. That shouldn't, cause an, that shouldn't cause this kind of reaction. So he's exponentially, because he's paying people... You know, he's going from like fifty grand for the top guys to like ten million for so he's increasing that exponentially by rewarding it. So he's saying, I've never seen I didn't see Mark Coleman and freaking uh Rand Randleman talking that that way to anyone. I didn't see them behaving that way ever. I never saw um I can't even think of some of the old guys. What's that some of the old guys' names? Um I'll think of Randleman, Coleman, uh could you imagine Hoist Gracie behaving that way? No. It wasn't like that 18 years ago. It was with respect and dignity and integrity. You'll never see the Gracies who founded the whole UFC behaving this way. You're not going to see it. Well, even someone like Khabib, I think he's a in you know, I think his baseline is he's probably a pretty respectful guy. He didn't really want to engage Connor at the press conference and talk he didn't want to talk trash. And I think Connor drug him down to his level. And he ended up spitting on Connor and jumping the cage. I think it really brought him down. And then he seemed remorseful. He, he came to the post-fight press conference. I don't know if you watched no. it. And he, he apologized. 
He said, I'm sorry to the UFC and I'm sorry to Nevada and the Athletic Commission for doing this. This isn't me. This isn't who I am. This is what you made me. He should have said, this is what you guys made me because look what you're... How much do you think they gave Connor versus Khabib? <laughs> because Connor can throw fucking hurt people by throwing steel through buses, yell at everyone, kick at people at the weigh-in, throw things in the audience... He know he is being rewarded for that behavior. So Khabib jumped out of the fence, jumped over the fence to hit one other fighter, and all of a sudden that's a big deal. Talk about freaking mixed messages. Yeah, I still I stand by what I said. I think the UFC should be fined and not the fighters. Yeah, <laughs> they're they're a product of what's happened over the last couple of years yeah. in the UFC, and it's gone that route. And 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 Dana is the only one that can change it. He has to put his foot down and say. You act like a douchebag. I'm gonna. I'm. This is a mixed martial art. We want to make money, but guess what? You can make money without having people yelling stupid things to each other. I bet you. I bet you George St. Pierre makes more than Kobe Cummington. He doesn't say a word. He just. He just talks with his fists and his feet. Right. You. You don't have to be a criminal douchebag to make money. You just don't. And the UFC has to prove that. Khabib shouldn't have been like set up to do that he should have been it should have just been a, a a fight and and anytime connor acted that way it should have just been brushed under the uh, under the carpet or or discouraged at least but anyway well in the lightweight division man i, I don't i can't think of who i want to see fight again next more than uh than tony ferguson he, we haven't seen him fight in a year. I figure, I think he fought Kevin Lee or something a year ago. Was it a year ago? And he came back. It's been a year. I, I think he talked about having his knee surgery and not doing any physical therapy or whatever. But he's back. He looked pretty dang good. He's so strange. He's so strange. He's you know, he, so reminds strange. Me, he reminds me so much of Dominic Cruz. Because both guys seem to have their own... They beat... They, they train to the beat of their own you know, music and they, they seem to train on their own and they set their own strategies and they do like, and, and Dominic Cruz had terrible knees as well. He had surgery, but they seem to do their own kind of rehab and, and, and it's pretty crazy. Shit works. These guys are just to see this fight and to see just such an unorthodox style the matchup I thought between these two guys with Anthony Pettis and Tony Ferguson was a good matchup. Yeah. And I think will be an amazing... Re I hope these guys fight again because it'll be an amazing rematch. It was two amazing rounds and then it was stopped before the third round because uh, Anthony Pettis broke his hand. Um, and it seemed like the corner kind of stopped it. I don't know. You kind of felt like he just didn't want to fight anymore. I um, think... Yeah, it, it, I'm sure it hurts, but I, I would like to see... Uh... But imagine fighting Tony Ferguson down a hand... <laughs> after you were already beaten down so badly, um, yeah, it was it, it was a lot like uh, uh, Felton fighting. Uh, who did he, he he fought that brutal guy. He fought Mike uh, Mike Perry with a broken arm. Yeah, two rounds. Paul he Felder. broke it in the first round, and he still fought. And he fought. So I mean, it's terrible. I would like to see it, but I wasn't there, and I wasn't in his body it could have been excruciatingly painful i've you know just if that's your guy do you throw in the towel if you see your guy dying you know like you like he's gonna get hurt more because he can't even defend himself now with one hand if against, i saw that against an, a tony ferguson right but we didn't see that we saw him come back and say he hurt his hand so i don't know if i saw him where he couldn't use it anymore 
that's one thing. If he just noticed it was broken, that's something else. Because a shit ton of people fight with broken hands. But with that said, this could have been a really bad break and it could be some kind of excruciating pain. Sometimes it isn't. Sometimes you can tell it's broken, but it doesn't hurt that much. So people, a lot of people favor one side if they know they broke their hand. They just don't throw it as much. We've seen that, I mean, I've seen that probably hundred times in boxing, kickboxing, and MMA. And um, so I don't know. I wasn't there. I wasn't in his, uh, I wasn't feeling his pain. So I'm not judging him. I'm not judging him at all because this could have been excruciatingly painful. And certain things are. Um, but how, how good does that fight have to be to get fight of the night and get just called in the, at the, between rounds? It didn't even have an end. And it's still fight of the night. Yeah. That's how good that fight was. Yeah, both guys are unbelievable. And Anthony Pettis hasn't been looking as great lately. Um, but in this fight, he's back. You can tell he's back. He was fucking... If they went a third round, it could have been... It was up in the air. It could have gone to anyone. I think if Anthony Pettis started throwing more leg kicks, he would have been more effective. Um, but with that said, this fight was pretty close. He had more dynamic moves and more... You know, more dynamic strikes landing. But Ferguson just hit, was, was fucking walking him down and just smothering him with, with, with uh, power and technique. So it was a great fight. And fight of the night, they both deserved it. It was a great fight. And it showed that the martial arts hasn't left MMA yet. Dana, please, have more fights with guys like that. Pay them more so that they know they don't have to act like like uh, like Conor McGregor to make millions. They could just be great martial artists. Have more uh, George St. Pierre's and more, and more Chuck Liddell's and more Randy Couture's. And, and come on, man, please don't lower this sport that has the name martial arts in it. You're turning into a fucking WWE cage fight. It's just a cage fight with terrible behavior being not only rewarded, but encouraged. It's actually being encouraged. They are saying, act like a fool, call people terrible names, um, insult their families, their countries, and their religions, and we will pay you more. Even if you just tap and you, you're not even in the fight. I mean, not even close. You just tap and we'll pay you more because you, you insulted his family and his religion. Yeah, and the clash of culture is just amazing. All right, yeah. so uh, there's another good fight. It was uh, OSP and Dominic Reyes, and Dominic Reyes looked pretty good. Yeah, he looked really good. Um, he's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna be in the top five in no time. So who do you think he's gonna fight next? You think he'll fight Glover? Yeah, so, that'd be a good match. Dominic Reyes, yeah, he was. That'd be a good match. Um, a good. Uh, I don't know. But o OSP is, is, is he's, a, he's, a, um, he's like there. He's the gatekeeper. Um, he's not ever really been close to winning a title or anything. He's been up there a little higher. But then he goes down and up. He's, he, and, and this was a good fight for Dominic Reyes. Um, I think o, by beating OSP, it showed a lot, especially the way he beat him. I mean, he had, his timing was so perfect. His he was countering with uppercuts, and that was beautiful. Um, and he has he has so many tools and so many skills and so much everything. I think he's gonna be, 
I think he's going to be in the top five in no time. And I think OSP is going to be in the top ten for quite a while. So it was a good fight. Not, not It wasn't fight of the night, but it was a good fight. Yeah, Dominic Reyes is 9-0 and now. Yeah, he's undefeated. And he's, he's undefeated. He was impressive. That was an impressive performance yeah. from him. Um, yeah, I wonder who they're going to put him up against next, but right up there at the top. I mean, Glover's in, what, in the top four or something. Yeah, that'd be an interesting fight. Yeah, no SB. And then we had... Uh, and the last one was the... Or the first fight on the main card was Felice Harrigan and Michelle Watterson. Yeah, we already talked about uh, <laughs> Black Beast. My balls was hot. My, I saw my wife was saying all day, my balls was hot. <laughs> She's even following him on Instagram. Oh my God, that was hilarious. That was, that was, but he's a classy guy. He's a class, even saying that, he's a classy guy. You know, he's funny as shit, and he's not a shit talker. And when they said, who do you want to fight for the towel? He goes, I ain't ready for no towel. I'm not even in shape or something <laughs> like that. It's like, he's like Rampage is. In what was his last fight before this? I think he fought Francis Nagata, right? And like, yeah, and the they worst just, fight of the year. I think he's had one since then, but I'm not sure. Uh, but yeah, they just bounced around for yeah three rounds, I think, and didn't really throw much. They were, neither one of them really engaged. No. I think Derek Lewis's back was a problem, but Francis Ngannou, he won against yeah. And it must have been yeah, it was a decision. It was a unanimous decision for Derek Lewis over Francis Ngannou. Yeah. That was in July, so, so that was his last fight. Um, but he's had back problems on and off. It seemed like that didn't bother him as much. It was more his conditioning. Because yeah. he's just such a big guy, and it's his all about his knockout power. He had a, he had a, at one fight, <laughs> he like he like tapped to something and walked out of the cage, and then later he said he had to make a dookie. He had to go dookie really bad. He's he's a, he's a good he's definitely a good guy and a great knockout. He'll he'll knock anyone out, and yeah. His his precision at the end of that fight too. He landed that right. He followed Volkov down to the ground and. He actually knocked him out on the ground. He yeah. hit him again so hard with yeah. ground and pound that he, he went out. He, he knocked has, him out. He has unbelievable ground and pound. And then he hit him again after he was unconscious. It was brutal. That was a brutal ending. That was it, a performance of the night. Volkov didn't know where he was for, for like... No, he yeah. did not know where he was. That was a bad That was a bad ending. And then I think Herb Dean was the ref in that one too and got in there between them. But man, imagine having to get in there and stop Derek. Derek Lewis in that fight, he, he did not want to stop. No, and then we had the the, the so, opening fight, Michelle Watterson against Felice Herring. Good fight, not a great fight. Uh, I think I think Michelle Watterson is good, not great. I don't think she'll. Uh, who's the champion that that's? Uh, is that Joanna? Who's the champion in that weight class? Didn't Rose take it from her? Oh, okay, so it's Rose. I don't think I don't I don't think she'll beat Rose. Uh, I don't know. She has a lot of skills. She just seems like right there. I don't know. Felice Herring's pretty damn strong. I don't know. I don't know. What is she rated? She's in the top. I don't know if it lists it here. Oh, it doesn't. No. Yeah. Um, good fight. I mean, she's. Uh, yeah, she's already lost to Rose. Lost to Tree. Uh, uh, Torres, Trista Torres. Um, so I don't know. I, I, she's good. She's very, you know, she's she has the look and, and, and the, you know, she's a mother and, and she has a good, uh, you know, she has a good story, backstory and stuff. She's ranked number eight. Uh, she has a good backstory and she's, she's, she's good. She's good at everything. 
I just don't think she's ready to be a champion yet. I like to see that karate stance though, and she's throwing the karate kicks. Uh, yeah, you know she had she definitely threw some effective kicks. Yeah, and she has really good takedowns as well. She has everything. She's very well rounded. Good submissions as well. I just don't. I think she's just she's not there yet. I don't think she's Rose category ca- uh, caliber yet. But it was an interesting fight. Not a great fight, but you like watching both of them fight because they're both good and they're both uh, they're both gung ho and they're both. They both, there's no quit in either one of them, and they're both very talented martial artists, and, and they behave like martial artists, and they carry themselves like martial artists, and there's no quit in, in them, and they're, they're a pleasure to watch, both of them. So, that's it. Yeah, I agree. So, what do we got next? What we got coming up, guys? What we got coming up? Um... What's well, one year of shows? What's one been, year? Uh, what's, been your, what's been your highlight? One year, 50 shows. I got one. Okay, what's so I'll tell you mine. Mine was the, the Big Pygmy. Okay. It was so cool to talk to that guy. Um, and also, I follow him now on Instagram to see what he's up to. He's always raising money for people, and he's like, he's a giver. He's a and giver. he's also fascinating to talk to, to just see someone that takes a total different path in life. Um, I want to see him fight. I don't know if he's had any fights. Yeah, he said he was with Bellator and he had he was still on contract and he was planning on fighting soon. I don't know. He just seems to me he's way too busy trying to save the world. And uh, he, but that's cool. I like. I, I respected I him. It. He was a great guest on our show. He, he's saving the um, world. One well, anyway. So for fifty shows, I think my number one show for those fifty shows. If anyone didn't listen to it, was the big pygmy. Big pygmy, go check it Justin out. Justin Wren. He he's was saving a, the world one pygmy at a time, and he has. There's no. There's no just mouth there. He's actually putting his money and his time and energy and, you know, risk. Because he goes down to the Congo and shit. They kill people down there. And he, he risks his life to save for his cause. A lot, of, a lot of people don't do that. So I think that's been the one thing. And then the other thing I'd say is just what we've seen, the change in the UFC over the last year of this kind not of... Not in a good way. Not in a good way. And then also the change in Bellator, like the fights we talked about last time of getting better, um, I think it's going to really give the UFC over the next year a run for their money. And I, I want to see, hopefully over the next year, that the UFC gets some integrity back. Because there's plenty of fighters with a ton of integrity. 95% of them have the tons UFC. of integrity. But it just Use the, them. the promotion has to bring that out. They, they're encouraging and, them not to be. And encourage that. So I hope that's what happens. But at the same time, competition's always good. I think competition elevates the game for everybody. Yeah. That's there's no competition right now. So I would love for there to be competition between the promotions. Um, I think there's more than there than there ever has been. Yeah, but I don't think it's close. But I think the fact that they're making they're turning it into cage fighting WWEC, I think just the lower common denominator of people is going to go for that. It's just. You're just attracting the lowest hanging fruit and taking the martial arts aspect out of it is terrible. And I hope that comes back. With all my heart, I hope that comes back. Well, and then you get all those fans together who are so invested in their fighter all in one stadium in Vegas. You know there's going to be riots and fights before the, before the you know, main event, after the main event. Um, you're just asking for it. In my opinion, this has been a long time coming. I think they're asking for it. And I don't think they're necessarily upset they got it. 
That's awkward. <laughs> anyway. I don't know. I think it's good. Get your shit together, please, guys. Let's show some integrity. Let's turn it back into a martial art. All right? All right, John. Good to see you. 50, 50 episodes a year. Check us out. Share us, please. And tell everyone about the best podcast out there. And if you got any questions for us, ask us on Instagram, on Facebook, on uh on our SoundCloud and on iTunes. We will answer them. Bing. All right.